Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, RingCentral makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. RingCentral, simpler communications. Hey everybody and welcome to another edition of Craft Root Sports. I am Mike. With me as always is Scott. This is Craft Root Sports. Scott, are you ready to tap this cake of sports knowledge? Nope, but I'll get ready. Dude, it's a it's a cluster <laughs> without Joe here, man. It is a cluster without my man Joe. Yeah. Uh, it, it feels weird. I don't like it. Uh, nothing. Like the, the whole stream is off. The computer made sure we... Dude, on the night that Joe's like, hey, by the way, I can't make it, the computer decides to update at 7.36 yep. before going live at 8 o'clock. But we made it. We here. We in this. Uh, this is Craft Root Sports. We've got a great show for you tonight. We're going to talk some college football playoffs. Feels like a soft opening of Jurassic Park. <laughs> Just hope we don't get eaten. We're about to get eaten. <laughs> uh, we got an awesome show for you guys uh, tonight. We're going to talk some college football playoffs. We're going to talk uh, the Heisman race, uh, some college basketball, dude. This season has been insane lately. And, uh, we definitely got to get one into and that. four knocked off again. It's it's nuts. Like I would not want to be a top team this year. Don't rank them. <laughs> Wait till March. <laughs> Nobody knows what they're ranked until March. Make it easier on everybody. I got a hot take about it. Cool. We'll, we'll get into the barbecue later. Well, all right. <laughs> uh, tons to get to though. Uh, no throwing at the dartboard tonight. We'll make some picks, but but no throwing since uh, Joe isn't here to to keep things honest. But we both failed. We both lost. It's not a shocker for me, but <laughs> hey, welcome to the club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that here in a minute. Uh, before we get into all of that, Scott, uh, do you do you have a second to do the uh, the poll this week? The question, sure, because I can't figure out how to share this anywhere. So why not? Just old man in it over I there. I am super old man in it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there it is. I found it. I think. Um, so this week, um, Nick Cannon. <laughs> Oh, Nick Cannon. Oh, what is he doing, baby? Yeah, well, some people think it's a publicity stunt. I don't think so, but whatever. He went after Eminem, and, which is a really weird flex, but, you know, it's Nick Cannon, so it's not like he's made a lot of good life choices along the way anyway. I mean, so wilding out. Yeah, I mean, no. Might as well, you know, go at Eminem and try to start beef, I guess. I don't know. But anyway, he he did that this week and that got us that got everybody into the conversation in the group about Nick Cannon and one of his career things being Drumline. We simply wanted to know where you stand on Drumline. Yes or no? 
<laughs> Are you a drumline fan or can you punt drumline into the sea of awful movies? So let me ask you, uh, let's go to you first. What do you think? Drumline, yes or no? No. No. Hard no. The redeeming, Just... the redeeming quality of drumline is Stuart Scott, R.I.P. And for those who don't remember, Stuart Scott has a cameo appearance in like the last – 20 minutes of that There's movie. so many people that just throw in cameo appearances. There was like BET's 106 and Park popped in yeah. at the end there. <laughs> had, Kids uh, don't even know what that is. Petey Pablo. Uh, Pat Capel oh, was... Oh, yeah, that's right. Petey Pablo. Pat Capel chimed in on the, on the feed that. already and he said uh, Petey Pablo was... He basically saved Drumline. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Stuart Scott, even the greatness of him couldn't share, couldn't save Drumline <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. But you know, what is it about it, is it, it you is. don't like though? Because it's just not a good movie. Like it's not. It, you know what? You know what's funny about it though? It's one of those movies that's bad. I've seen it an untold number of times. Dude, Drumline got me because through. my college girlfriend really liked Drumline, mm. and so I saw it at the movie theater. Then it was just one of those movies. I ended up watching. Then it was oh hey look at Drumline's on TBS and there's nothing else on. I guess we're watching Drumline. So, so I've seen it a billion times, but it's not a good movie. College, freshman year of college, uh, during finals week, Drumline was on every single night, <laughs> and then it was followed immediately by Good Burger. Like, Drumline was on oh at one, God. and then Good Burger was on at three, and I watched both of them every single night during finals week. That's why Drumline holds a special place in my heart, I think. It takes me back to those, that finals week at, at X. Uh, you know, the Crosstown Shootout champion, Xavier Musketeers. Uh, yeah! <laughs> we'll, we'll talk shootout on Cincy style. That might be all Cincy style this week. It's like Patriots cheating and Crosstown shootout. Okay, there you go. <laughs> there's, there's your Cincinnati style update. Uh, what a but tease, yeah, what a tease. Nah, you know. <laughs> uh, but dude, that is like that movie. I don't know how you cannot get behind that one. Because I really just don't like Nick Cannon. I feel like if maybe That's somebody it, else wasn't – or somebody else was the lead role, I just don't think Nick Cannon's – The just movie is a, terrible. The yeah. movie is so terrible, but that's what makes it so good Ugh. because it's so god-awful. Like Ugh. he gets the girl to – basically convinces her to be a dance major and oh she ends up – Oh, you, I can't do that because my, my parents would – they disown me. Yeah. And then she ends up being a dance major at the end. <laughs> <laughs> And he helps the white kid learn how to play the drums better. Oh, it's everything. It's got everything. Uh, Matt says Good Burger is severely underrated as, as an adult comedy, which is really odd. I, I don't think I've ever seen it since like freshman year. I'm, I'm going to have to go Mike Berlin on this one. I've You've never, never seen, seen it? You've never seen Good Burger? No. I mean, I remember all remember the, skits. the skits. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I watched all that. I remember the skits. But by the time they decided to go movie with it, I was like, yeah, I'm out. And I just never got around to seeing it. I've seen bits and pieces of it, whatever. But it was one of those things that I thought, yeah, you can't really turn this sketch into a movie. Oh, wait, they did. Yeah. Oh, it's really bad. Man, well, <laughs> way worse than Drumline. That's for damn sure. <laughs> yeah, I'd go out on a limb and say that I'd watch a Drumline. Well, maybe that should have been the question. Drumline, <laughs> Drumline, Drumline or Good Burger. <laughs> Drumline 101 running away, but not because it's any good. Uh, well, you guys can go ahead and get your votes in on the Facebook page and on Twitter. I'm going to vote in both places to try to skew the results. <laughs> I mean, we get two votes. I did too. Yeah. I do every week. <laughs> do you really? Yeah. I, mean, I always, I always forget I, about Twitter. If I remember to vote on Twitter, I was just going to say, I always vote on Facebook. On Twitter, it's 
And which is funny because I'm the one who tweets the thing out and I always forget to actually click to vote. Let's be honest. I'm not going to vote until the very end of the show and I'm going to be like, oh, shit, I got to vote. Uh, yeah, you're be scrambling. Uh, so we'll get to that later on. Uh, you guys can chime in. Uh, if you are listening on 12 Ounce Sports Radio, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, be sure to help us out. Hit up the drunk line 44037-DRUNK. You guys can... Uh, you can vote on the poll at Craft B Sports on Twitter. Uh, if you are listening on the Facebook live feed, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Be sure to hit that share button. Help us out. Uh, let's see if we got any shares so far. Actually, there's quite a few already. Good Lord. Shout out to Andy Foltz for the share. Big Drew. <laughs> I got the a, return. I got a story about Drew's bachelor party this weekend. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, thank you, Drew, for the share. I appreciate that. Uh, you guys hit that share button. Help us out. Uh, let people know what's going on here. Let's get into this beer that we are drinking right now, if I can find the sound cues and also the screens. There we go. Got it. I did it. Cool. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) This is First Pour, brought to you, as always, by Dugout Mugs. Look, everybody, we got the hookup for you. Uh, No need to use any any codes, nothing. Just go to our link, dugoutmugs.online slash craft. You're going to get 10% off your entire order. That's it. No codes, just that link, dugoutmugs.online slash craft. You can get 10% off uh, directly to your order. They are doing free shipping right now. And also, if you order by the 13th, you're going to get their guaranteeing delivery by uh, Christmas. So Two days. Hurry up. Two days and use that code. Use that code. Most sports. importantly, use get the your, code. Yeah. Uh, you know, go to that. You're going to get your 10% off. It'll be awesome. This week's beer, uh, we are drinking DDH. Little Brother, uh, this is from Brewmaster Jack in Northampton, Massachusetts. It's an 8.5% ABV brew, uh, very heavy double IPA, Imperial IPA here uh, at 8.5%. This is what Tavor said for this one. They say it's got strawberry, passion fruit, ruby red grapefruit, and lime juiciness that has been double dry hopped to amp up those juice flavors. And everybody's favorite, that pillowy soft mouthfeel. <laughs> the mouthfeel's It's back, been a while baby. since we've had some good mouthfeel talk. Yeah. Uh, but they're saying pillowy soft mouthfeel. 3.99 caps on untapped, so decent ratings on this one uh, for DDH Little Brother. I guess they have a like a variant, a Little Brother, and then they double dry hop one that's like the same recipe. So it's supposed to amp up all those flavors. Uh, what do you think? Initial thoughts on this one, man? I got to drink it first. <laughs> <laughs> See what happens when Joe's not here? Everything is a cluster, dude. Ooh. Everything. I like that one. It's juicy. It There's is. There's a lot of juicy flavors. I don't know if I pick up on any of the fruits that they actually call out. Mm, I do. But it's juicy. The grapefruit's there. And I know you said strawberry, so that must be where the sweetness is. It doesn't necessarily taste like strawberry, but it. I get some sweet grapefruit action going there. I like some that. sweet grapefruit action. It could be the pomegranate, too. I don't know. <laughs> It's a smooth beer. It's it is a very sneaky eight point five percent. And it uh, that that pillowy mouthfeel is definitely coming through. Yeah, it, ooh, good mouthfeel. Super feel. pillowy, real good mouthfeel on this. I want to lay down on this one. <laughs> Just rest your head there. Yeah, uh, <laughs> good stuff though. No, so I mean, so far that's that's pretty solid. I like that. Whoa, hang on before we talk anymore about this beer. I, I was going to ask you about that. Uh, should we wait? Let's wait on that. Okay, yeah. we'll we'll get we'll Give get a minute. Let it breathe. Let oh breathe. my god, that's <laughs> such a good comment. I can't <laughs> wait to get to that one. Uh, DDH Little Brother from Brewmaster Jack. We will see how this one holds up, but uh, I think you got a pretty good idea. Yeah, this, this is going to take a lot to to get a can on this one, dude. Uh, ask Pat's question that he just put on that feed because good lord, uh, this is pretty solid because he wants to know Keenan Thompson and Good Burger or wait. 
No, he mixed that up. No, he's saying. But is, is he wanting to put, flip? Yes. Ooh, what, what if okay, you see, flip I missed that. If okay, you flip. He wants to know if you flip the heads of these two movies. So what would we say to Kenan Thompson and Drumline or Nick Cannon and Good Burger? Oh, that's a toughie. I would love Keenan in Drumline. That would be so good. First of all, it'd be way funnier. It would it definitely absolutely be would be funnier. Also, the fat guy being in, you know, the drum guy, like I mean, I'd... yeah, the cocky drum guy too. Yeah, yeah. Like I the think one, he's I, basically the character from Mighty Ducks too, just drumming yeah, instead yeah, of playing yeah. hockey. Oh, yeah, that's good. He, he that that would make Drumline infinitely better. <laughs> that's what I think, and it would make. Funny enough, it would make Good Burger that much worse with Nick Cannon. The movie you've never seen, you're like, I just know it'd be bad. It would be because Nick Cannon. <laughs> Nick Cannon's one of those things that like devalues things. It's like, oh, well, the valuation of something would be here, but Nick Cannon was involved, so it brings it down to about here. <laughs> oh, Should we get an upper deck? Yeah, let's get an upper deck. Cool. Upper deck's brought to you by Minute Man Tickets. Basketball's in full swing, guys. Football almost over, but still time to get some tickets. If you want them, you got to go to Minuteman Tickets. Hit them up. Call them at 614-943-3000. They've got everything. They're Ohio guys just like us. They're not going to screw you over with all of those pesky uh, fees that they like to tack on at other ticketing places. So whatever you need tickets for, rib cook-offs, football, basketball, baseball, when it comes back, and we got to talk about that tonight because I've got thoughts. Avoid all those pesky fees again, 614-943-3000. Tell them uh, that you heard about it right here on Craft Brood Sports. All right, man, kick us off. Speaking of baseball, yep. you like smoking weed? Uh, I plead the fifth. <laughs> I like smoking weed in areas that it's legal. <laughs> if I was in Colorado, yes. I would. If, if I was a in shot. a place that legally allowed me to smoke weed, I would think about it. But I traveled to Michigan. Why did I go all the way out to Colorado? Like it's legal in Michigan. <laughs> I don't like know because it feels like that's just the, away. the the home the home <laughs> right. of weed. <laughs> like weed was originated in the Colorado area. But uh, we we do like baseball, and if we played professional baseball and we were minor leaguers, because I feel like that's about as high as we would get if we did play professional baseball, we could now smoke weed. <laughs> Because <laughs> Major League Baseball starting this season is no longer going to test for marijuana at the minor league level. They haven't been testing for it at the major league level, but because things are getting out of hand with opioids and everything, they figure right. we should probably let these guys smoke weed so that they're not going to the hard <laughs> stuff because, you know, playing a billion games within, you know, a six-month time frame day in, day out is kind of a grind. And we don't want to be like the NFL where we've got a, we've got a post-MLB problem with guys having health issues and blaming us. So, yeah, let them smoke the weed. Or you don't have to smoke weed. But we're not going to bother testing for it. So big news for uh, MLB minor leaguers who probably spark one up uh, if they were. Uh, Especially if you're in the before. minors too, man, where it's like. I mean, if you're in the minors, I'm the way the salaries in... are, we've talked about it. Can they even afford weed? Like that, That's like a luxury item in the minors. That's a good point. That's it's a like, real good do point. I eat or smoke this weed? <laughs> <laughs> do I pay for rent or smoke this weed? I mean, like, it's a, a big conundrum if you're in the minors. Because, I mean, think about it. If you're a high draft pick and you've got the money and you're you're not in the minors that long anyway so you're not worried about it you're just blazing right. up every day you're like oh, i'm gonna make the show soon so f it they're not gonna test me 
But the, the previous, I didn't even know that the, the minor leagues had had basically the same uh, three strike policy as uh, PEDs with yeah, weed I had before no idea. until, you know, this story came out that, you know, it was the whole 25, 50, and 100 games and then a lifetime ban after that if you got I caught for smoking weed. I also didn't realize they weren't testing in the majors. Because, like, when this, when you first mentioned this story earlier this week, I was like, wait a second, how are they only doing this in the minors yeah. and they're not doing it in the majors? They just changed the opioid policy to say uh, that it's a substance abuse thing. You're not going to be suspended for it. You just have to go into treatment. Which, like, this is probably going to sound really racist, but I, it, it's fine for me to say this. It makes the call for Kyler Murray to go to the NFL that much stranger. <laughs> <laughs> I hope none of his representatives are listening to this. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, it's just saying there's pretty good chance that Kyler Murray maybe uh, – Smoking the Chiba, and I mean, he wouldn't have to hide it. <laughs> He's playing Major League Ball, so another strange choice by him to pass up all that guaranteed money and have to worry about the old drug man coming to his house for business. No? Weird take? Okay, cool. We mentioned earlier that Xavier. <laughs> Mike not touching that one with the 10 foot ball. Good call. Let that hang right there. <laughs> I was about to fire up the hot take barbecue and just be like, let's let's see, let's put it out there. You want no, put it out there? That's I was like, that's the one that you didn't need a hot take for. It's just me being unnecessarily racist and accusing Kyle Murray of. We're throwing it on the barbecue. Uh, here we go, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Chime in on the uh, the Facebook page or or hit us up four four zero thirty seven drunk with your rating on Scott's hot take. <laughs> On Kyler Murray, uh, that the the strange, well, very strange component of him going to the NFL is, dude, you could have smoked weed, <laughs> and you probably do that, <laughs> making wild accusations about Kyler Murray's off the field habits. Clearly, Kyler Murray, <laughs> and I like how you preface it too by being like. I probably shouldn't say it, but I can say it. <laughs> I mean, because if you came up with that take, it'd be like, whoa. Well, we got to go. Show's been canceled. But I mean, I can Bro, throw it out there. That's a freezer meat take. That's <laughs> it's so raw, it's mooing. <laughs> that's, oh, that's farm to table right there is what that is. <laughs> oh, crap. Uh, we mentioned earlier about Xavier beating uh, UC in the Crosstown shootout. Cincinnati, once again, is blue. Uh, the big story, though, that came out, I love that the shootout always sparks stories that don't have anything to do with the game. Like there was the fight. That was the big thing that made national news. Well, the, the thing that made national news this week was after the game, about an hour or so after the game, Travis Steele rode up to Dana's, which is a, a place we frequented quite a bit when we were in college. It's, oh, yeah. It's the Xavier, the Xavier bar. bar. It's actually where Pat Capel is going to be holding a party on Sunday where he eats his 1,000th Coney Get that DJ air horn, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. gets a rap air horn for that. Uh, Pat will complete his 1K Coney journey on Sunday at Dana's. Well ahead of. <laughs> Whole big party. They're getting a Skyline bar. It's going to be a good time. Uh, I'm trying to get out there. Uh, I might bring the Is kids. Is it Saturday or Sunday? Sunday. Sunday afternoon. Sunday what time? I don't know exactly what time. Because I work, and so I'm trying to figure out if it, if there's any chance that I can make it. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I'm sure you can. I'm sure you can make. It. You got that weird schedule. You'll be able to like <laughs> head right in, sleep right? in my car, and <laughs> head over. Yeah. Uh, well, anyways, Travis Steele was at Dana's uh, after the Crosstown shootout, and he rolls in with his wife and his kid, 
He's like <laughs> shaking hands, like <laughs> giggity. <laughs> He's shaking hands with people. People like my, there was one part that cracked me up in the video where this dude is just like mean mugging, and then he looks at like f is this in this suit walk by, and he goes, oh. Coach, how the fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> he, like totally changes. <laughs> and the only thing I, I gotta like pause on is is this is he's not the first coach to do that. I'm surprised Mm-mm. that this hasn't been publicized before, but for whatever reason, this like blew up. Nobody's videoed it. Uh, coaches have done it. Coaches I was gonna say, I was like, yeah, up, coaches because it was a video. Before. It went on social media. It went viral. Uh, That's why it became a story. Okay. Uh, and also, it's because Travis brought his kid, and his kid was the one that laid down a thousand dollars. Oh, I missed 20s. that part of the story. Yes. Wow. He, he like calls his son over. He's like, "Come here, put it up here." And the kid just like drops the thousand bucks on the bar. It was in cash box. too. All twenties. It was a that's fat stack. Baller. <laughs> that is baller. Drew, Drew had made the comment this week. He was like, "I feel like Travis just cleared out every ATM." around Xavier's campus to get all that. I hope that's how he did it. This is $300 limit. He's just going ATM I'm outside, ATM. I'm outside of Coleman. Give me 300 <laughs> But also, uh, but yeah, I mean, dropped a... You, you seen Coach's wife? Dropped a... Uh, I mean... You, yeah. I mean, if dropped I a, hypothetically smoked weed in Colorado, you know, his wife. I'm just throwing that out there. Wait, dropped $1,000... <laughs> A thousand dollars on the bar and said he was buying drinks for everybody. So natty light pitchers abound. Uh, everybody was all fired up. Uh, good on you, Travis Steele. That's how you become a legendary coach. After you beat your Having rival, hot wife or a thousand dollars on the bar. A thousand dollars on the bar. Mm. Hey, hot wife will put you yeah. up in the rafters too. You'd <laughs> <laughs> be a bad coach, but you know. Oh, there you go. Oh, Pat right. says the party's at five, but it's going all night. So what's funny is I can probably show up. You'll at, be like at the later end of the night. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I could be on my way to work. Oh, swing great. by, <laughs> leave for work a little bit early. Swing by. Party's still going. That's when I can jump in. Monday morning, I'll be there. <laughs> also, Matt Barr hit you with the uh, "that's racist" gift. <laughs> gift. Oh well, I mean that's fair. I don't. You know, I don't have any arguments for it. Uh, moving on to uh, the NFL, even though we already touched on it a little bit with. Kyler Murray. <laughs> from from one maybe weed head to an official one. As we all know, because Le'Veon got popped when he was at Definitely. Michigan State for weed. But uh, that, that's not the story, because the story is that uh, Homer Simpson would be really proud of Le'Veon Bell this week. Dude had the flu last week, missed practice Thursday, Friday. They ruled him out of the game on Saturday. Wasn't on the sideline Sunday when they played the Dolphins, but that did not stop the man from going out Saturday night and getting his bowl on. It's like, you know what? I'm an athlete. I got to go out here and do something athletic. Pete, baby. I got to compete. <laughs> so, so Saturday night, he was out there just slanging the rockets and pins. <laughs> Apparently, bowled the 254, too, which is his Not bad. highest. I mean, I guess get the flu more often if, you know, you get the flu and you can bowl your best game of your life. And, you know, 40, 40 pins shy of a perfect game is not, not, not too bad for the flu. But uh, yeah, Le'Veon Bell, the, the season has been. Absolutely dreadful for the Jets uh, with him. He's having by far the worst. Who knew after sitting out an entire year, you would probably have the worst year of your career at that age at running back. Everybody but the Jets, apparently. The Jets are like, no, we got this. It's cool. Also, that means that the Steelers this week are sitting back like, yeah. Remember (laughs) when y'all had jokes? Remember when y'all thought we were crazy? For real, though. Like, if you think about the Steelers, they were grilled because of the Le'Veon Bell thing and the Antonio Brown thing. And they are looking like roses right now they're right like, mm. they're like oh and i mean in and even then uh, when you add to the fact that okay their top three guys their top three household names bell roethlisberger and brown 
all gone from, you know, two years ago, if you want to say the Bell yeah. didn't play last year. But all three of them gone, and yeah, they've taken a step back, and they're not like what they used to be, but they're still winning games and still being sensible, and none of the drama. Like, yeah, if, you're, if you're a Steelers fan, it's like, hey, you know what? We might not be as good right now. We might have taken, like, a slight step back, but we're still able to win, and there's no headaches. It's not a weekly, oh, what did one of our star players right. do that was dumb? Like, which is how the Steelers want it. Like, they want yeah. anonymity. They don't want to have guys that are constantly in the news, especially for dumb things. And so to get rid of all three of those guys, even though Ben's still there, but he's been, you know, he's out with the injury. Homeless so it's ben like he's on down. the sidelines. Right. So, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's a, a real big win if you're the Steelers. And they're still, you know, like in the thick of things. I mean, they could they control their own destiny as far as making the playoffs if things broke right. I mean, it helps winning. that the AFC is garbage. Of like three teams is garbage. Yeah, yeah it does. Like, it absolutely does. But like, I mean, still, you right. know. Chiefs, Ravens, and go ahead, pick a name Maybe that? Who cares? Patriots are like, what? No. They're the they're the worst ten and three team of Dude, all they time. Played like nobody, right? Nobody, and they've lost the games that they have played, people. right? But and like badly, not they're like fools golden to everybody, which means they're going to win the goddamn Super Bowl again. And we've got more to talk about the Pats. Soon. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the bad part is they're going to they're going to win the Super Bowl because that's how this stuff all works. Well, let's go from uh, one dummy to uh, another, and and I'm I love the fact that this story. I'm so glad you put this one in because I saw it and I was like, I don't want to be the homer that puts this one in. Uh, so I was super pumped. To see oh, I quote. put that in specifically for you. Yeah. When I saw it, I, I thought it. I was like, this is a mic story but also a i love this story because it worked out so poorly <laughs> so usc uh they had a, a, an instance where ed orgeron came in and, and was filling in he was the interim head coach had a hell of a run while he was coaching it at usc he went six and two i had completely forgotten about him because you know yeah. interim coaches they never get the day and it was like you USC has had such a turnover with all those head coaches the last right. few years that all I can remember is Lane Kiffin, Sarkeesian, and that's about it. Like yeah, it's been missed, this revolving. You door. missed the in between, right? Uh, with with uh, Ed O and uh, Big O. The reason every you know and and it was a head scratcher. Everybody was like, "Dude, this guy's done well. Why wouldn't you?" Bring right. The more him I on? thought about it, I remember thinking, "Oh, like he should get this job six and two, and the team was like in shambles at yeah. the time. He went six and, and it two. clearly worked out for Ed because he got the job at LSU. LSU obviously number one this year. Uh, he's looking really good. Probably had a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback on his roster this year. Yeah, uh, like the dude put it all cool. together. Played really well with Burrow. He also like got turned down from a bunch of places. Didn't he transfer from Ohio State? From Ohio State, yeah. Oh, and I also read this week that. Nebraska said that he couldn't. One of the coaches there said that he couldn't play. Yeah, Scott Frost was like, "You're not good enough," <laughs> which is hilarious because Nebraska hasn't had any players in forever. <laughs> Nebraska has been dog shit since they fired Bo Pelini for being nine and three. They were like, nine and three, get out, get out. We are getting Scott Frost, and we're going to go five and six. There's nothing better than when a, a school, and I know and it generally doesn't happen in the pros. Pros are just like, well, if you finish with the even if like it's clear that you need to be like Jason Garrett, even. <laughs> If you, it's clear that you should have been out of the job like two or three years ago. You've had enough success that we can't fire you because of PR. Whereas college is like, well, we got to, you know, uphold this standard. And right, it's not right, good right. enough to not be in the playoffs, yada, yada, yada. And then they fire a guy and, and then go through tank. years of, <laughs> they go, go through years of misery where they're like, 
Man, you would be nice. Nine and three. <laughs> we wish we could go nine and three. Again. Have Bobolini, which as a Notre Dame fan, that's what I struggle with because I'm like, I hate Brian Kelly. I wish right. he they leave. are in that same uh, position right uh, now. He won ten games three years in a row. And you can't fire a guy that no. has won that many games. I just sit but... there and I sit there and keep my fingers crossed that he jumps to the NFL. Right, like he's clearly like, not the guy, but right. you can't fire him in hopes of the other because you might end up with Tyrone Willingham. Well, and, and you would, you never know. Notre Dame could muck it up just like USC, but probably not for the same reasons, because apparently the reason why they didn't hire Coach O is because they didn't like the way he <laughs> talked. And obviously, if you've never heard Ed Ogeron talk, Pokemon Google that. Yeah, I was going to say, he sounds like a, he, he sounds like the father of Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> like, if Pat Mahomes, like, uh, th- th- those two are like, only, Pat Mahomes only gravelier. <laughs> Like an age Pat Mahomes. In fact, Pat Mahomes can listen to Ed Odron and know what he's going to sound like in about but he 25 also, years. Like, he sounds like he is. He talks. Well, he's from the, the like Bayou yeah, area. Like, right, he's from right. New Orleans. So he, he talks real fast and real like backwoods like that. <laughs> he's, so he's the, the coach from the water boy. That's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Up, but I'm not dead. <laughs> yeah. I what? mean, he's, he's absolutely uh, all LSU. But that is a horrible reason to not hire a guy, at, you know, <laughs> California. But California's all about that image. Great young man. Great parents. Oh that my is, god, that is, that and that's that's perfect. That is the cookie monster that is the LSU head coach right oh now. And Orjan uh could have been could have been at USC, probably would be doing big things there, but instead they and if hired, you're USC if you're a USC fan and you think I mean, you know, you have no idea how it's gonna play out, but you if you kind of extrapolate and think uh, USC, they were doing really well there. They, they got the history. And if you were, you had Ed Ogeron, could you be in a very similar position to LSU right now? But yes, your absolutely. brass didn't want him because they didn't like the way he sounded right. and carried himself. Like he's <laughs> too backwoods for them. Like, yeah, you win games, but you don't sound like you're from California. Whatever that means. Right. So instead they hired Steve Sarkeesian, who was doing shots on the sidelines. <laughs> And it was since went through three other jobs. They got Todd Helton, and then they they lock up Helton again. They locked him up. That dude has been garbage. He's been on the hot seat since he got hired. And I, you know what I think it is? Uh, conspiracy hat theory here is I think they wanted Urban Meyer and all of this smoke about Urban Meyer going to Dallas. I think it's really happening. And that's why USC locked up Helton because they were like, well, we're not, we, we could fire him if we were getting Meyer, but since we're not getting Meyer, Nah, we'll wait. We'll figure out who else we can get instead. Probably everybody in a holding pattern. To, yep, everybody wants to get to that, where, that. Everybody wants to get that guy who's just gonna bail on them for some unknown reason right. next. <laughs> Everybody's been burned by the old. I uh, I gotta go for <laughs> reasons that don't sound realistic. <laughs> Everybody's been, in a hurry to get that guy. <laughs> it's been Upper Deck brought to you as always by Minimad Tickets and by Urban Meyer's Heart. I want to uh, watch right. my daughter. No, his daughter playing volleyball. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, that was, that the, was, that was the, like the original excuse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's then it was his heart. Yeah. Then it was stuff. Who knows? <laughs> Urban Meyer's got <laughs> Urban Meyer's got a dartboard of doom that he's just like, all right, what's going to be my reason for leaving this job? <laughs> uh, oh, uh, looks like my pants no longer fit. Um, <laughs> I gotta go. Well, since we're talking football, do you want to you want to just do this degenerate dartboard of doom? Since we don't have to throw tonight, and we can talk sure. some college football as well. 
Uh, actually, let's do college football first, and then we'll do DDD. Sure, but you want to play that draft real quick from last week about uh, you, my pick? You think I? You think I? Actually, clip that. Oh, I, I thought you did because you said middle of the earlier in the week that you did. Yeah, but I was like, I found it, I got it, and then I don't <laughs> do anything with oh, okay. it. Okay, cool. Well, last week I specifically said, or I accidentally you said, corrected me. Yeah, I wanted. I, I said, I said originally I wanted Ohio State. Mike then said, "Oh, you you took you Wisconsin. Wisconsin," and I was like, "No, no, 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 no." I said Ohio State, but remember when Ohio State doesn't cover, I'm gonna lose this bet. Make sure you clip that sound. And that's exactly what happened. Yep. Yep. Totally screwed Cla- yourself over. Classic me this year with picks. Like, it doesn't matter what I do, I'm going to find a way to screw it up. And Ohio State, who's blown everybody out all year, covered all the spreads, are like, nah, not this week. Those They were, like, losing they, and going into the, the, the fourth quarter. They were resting up. It was the oh. – the, because they they had that spot locked up. They didn't care. But Even if I had chosen Wisconsin, they would have put up a 70-burger. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's what I'm – like, it doesn't matter. Uh, all right. So <laughs> the final college football playoff rankings are set. You've got LSU jumps Ohio State, goes up to number one. They're going to take on number four, Oklahoma, who beat Baylor. And thanks to Oregon beating Utah and Georgia losing to LSU – uh, the biggest upset is Alabama still not making it in the final I'm four. I'm shocked, shocked yeah. that that did not happen. Because uh, we knew when Utah <laughs> lost Friday night, it was like, second <laughs> chance, second chance. Well, and then the Baylor-Oklahoma game was close. Yeah. Like, that one was a really good game. Yeah. So I was like, oh, damn, it might really happen. Uh, and then Ohio State's losing. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Alabama may really sneak back in from 12 uh, without playing anybody. But Ohio State. <laughs> <laughs> on a bye week. <laughs> Ohio State is going to take on Clemson in a rematch of that. Uh, dude, Ohio State is a two-point underdog in that game. They opened up as an underdog. Yeah, which is weird after after your boy was complaining about nobody giving him any respect. Yeah, Bill's like, we and don't then, get any respect. And, and then, then, then the favorites. <laughs> like, everybody talked all year about how, oh, Ohio State is the most complete team we've seen. They are just, this might be the best Ohio State team we've ever seen. Uh, we're going to drop them to two after they struggled with <laughs> with, uh, with cons. <laughs> I, I got you. And then the team that everybody all year has been like, they haven't played shit. Do they even deserve this? Oh, yeah, they'll Moved be the two-point favorites. Uh, <laughs> Uh, classic college football. Uh, it's so stupid. Which I guess so one of two things it still had to happen. So we didn't get Auburn and Alabama for the 19th year in a row. Mm. So that streak continues. But that, did, that isn't going to stop uh, Clemson from winning yet another – or I said Auburn. I meant Clemson. Yeah, Clemson, yeah. Alabama. But uh, that isn't going to stop Clemson from well, winning just, another national title because, like, one of those things – like, the, not both streaks are Just replace Alabama with LSU because it's a just different SEC team. It's yeah. always just SEC champion versus Clemson. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like Clemson, after having not played anybody all year and everybody overlooking them and them just – Everybody's rested. They had that – did they – did you see too where Dabo had uh, congratulated his Who? team for being your boy? Who you heard? You said his name Dabo last week. So Bill? I'm just going off. I'm just oh, following. I'm just following Bill. your lead, Bill. man. I'm just following Bill. your lead. If you're gonna do that, you got to stick to it. I just forgot. Okay, like, it's Justin Chamberlain forever and always. I never make that mistake. I will never call that man Jabba. It's either I'm either gonna call him Bill or I might just start calling him that boy. Uh, since that's just like it's always <laughs> Dakota. I will never call him Dak. But anyway, uh, this week he congratulated his team for being the first ever college football team to start out the season as number one, lose no games, and end the season at three. Which, 
I thought that was pretty funny. That like, is that's, pretty good. That, that's pretty good. That is pretty good. And it, they didn't even have a scare where it was like, yeah. oh, yeah, that justifies the drop. No, no it's just because your best People just win, started just doubting. Yeah, your best win was 7-5 Texas Which, A&M. Again, makes the whole preseason rankings thing stupid right. because you had the schedule in front of you. You could see when you rank, <laughs> when you scheduled the, or when you ranked them as number one to start the season that they weren't going to play anybody. And then later on you decided, yeah, I didn't really like that we ranked them number one, not number three, for an arbitrary reason, even though they didn't lose. Really stupid. <laughs> well, I took the uh, I took the liberty. Uh, oh, so by the way, you think it's going to be Clemson, LSU in the championship? Oh, absolutely. That's what I think too. Yeah, uh, I think this is uh, Ohio State is prime for uh, just a, a letdown uh, because they're going to try to they're going to try to put that. Oh, ooh, we deserve to be number one and dropping us to number oh, yeah, two. Yeah, That's yeah. going to be the chip on their shoulder. But well, and struggling to Wisconsin proves that they're like beatable. Do they got two Heisman Trophy finalists? Yeah, two Heisman Trophy finalists. They're not beatable. They're the best team in the Depends world. Depends on if one of them play. If one of them pays, uh, gets paid to fly his family out to this game Such too, like crap. pregame. He <laughs> <Such laughs> might be suspended for that one game. <laughs> They'll be checking flight records. Everybody, everybody on the up and up on payment for these things. <laughs> Young, you did it again. You're out. Well, we did. Uh, the topic came up in the Craft Root Sports Facebook group, and I decided to go ahead and figure out what an eight-team playoff would be because somebody—I forget who had posted it—but somebody had said this is what it would have been under the old system before the BCS, like yeah, the, the old, original, right, like yeah. the bowl coalition or whatever garbage <laughs> thing yeah. it would have been, where it's just strictly tie-ins, uh, and they they had it laid out, and it looked kind of fun. But I I decided to do what the eight-team playoff would be. Uh, if we had an 18 playoff right now, and assuming that an 18 playoff would be the five Power Five conference champions, mm-hmm. uh, the largest, they're the highest ranked group of five team, and then two at large. Mm-hmm. That's what I went with, with for this 18 playoff. So number one LSU would be taking on number 17 Memphis in uh, in some bowl game. Number two Ohio State would take on number seven Baylor. Number three, Clemson would take on number six, Oregon. And number four, Oklahoma would take on number five, Georgia. Looking at that 18 playoff, is that intriguing in any way to you? Because, no, because we only... end up with the same four teams at the end. Right. It's still the top four. <laughs> I guess maybe the Georgia-Oklahoma game is one where it's like, oh, I could see Georgia maybe pulling the upset there. I was going to say, that's the only one that has a shot every to other, not end exactly how we Every other the thing I look at, I'm like, Okay, it's still right. the top four. Cool. And so. in fact, like you're looking at it too, it's just like OSU versus Baylor, probably a blowout. LSU mm-hmm. versus Memphis, definitely a blowout. Clemson versus Oregon, most likely a blowout. So yep. like, not only would it be it would be one good four, game. Yeah, I was gonna say you'd get one <laughs> game that might not be a blowout, and maybe the lower team wins. And you could still make the argument. I mean, you, if you're Georgia, just based on how everything was, is I mean, you could make the argument that you could be in there instead of Oklahoma too. So it's like. Right. It's not really that crazy to think. Like it wouldn't even be that yeah, crazy yeah. of an upset, right? Considering uh, you know, had Georgia won, they would have likely been number two, right? And they would have jumped up to two, and LSU would have fallen to like three. Yeah. <laughs> so whatever. Uh, so I, the other thing that I did too, I found this. Uh, there's a Twitter account at BCS Know How, and they still have the old BCS formula, and they will tweet out what the BCS rankings would be week by week. So they did a full side-by-side comparison of the final college football playoff rankings and what the BCS rankings would have been. It's an identical top four. LSU is number one, (laughs) Ohio State two, Clemson three, Oklahoma four, Georgia's at five. The final change is under the BCS, Florida would have been six instead of Oregon. 
Oregon would have fallen to seven in the BCS. <laughs> like that's I'm looking insane. at the list. It's not that that far off. But I mean, I guess the problem never was like like the rankings necessarily. When you're looking at it one through four, it's the fact that when you're looking at it now, the three and four, like the fact that Clemson they have a would, shot. Right, right. The fact that Clemson we say is number three, uh, based on you know what what they what the committee ended up putting it, and they would be outside looking in as an undefeated team. Like, that would be ludicrous. But you wonder if the BCS still existed if the committee would have, like, somehow made sure that Clemson was... No, you want to hear what I think? Here's what I think, because going the year before that. So I, I went down through their rabbit hole here. Okay. The year before that, uh, number one, Alabama in both the BCS and the College Football Playoff Committee. Number two, Clemson in both the BCS and the Playoff Committee. Number three, Notre Dame in both the BCS and the Playoff Committee. Number four, Oklahoma in both the BCS and the Playoff Committee. Number five, Georgia in both. Ohio State, number six in both. There's UCF and Michigan flip-flop, mm-hmm. uh, in, depending on which one you're looking at. And then Washington is number nine in both. Going back a year before that, you have Clemson at number one in both. Uh, Georgia and Oklahoma are two and three, depending on which one. And then Alabama was number four in both. Uh, moving the year before that, Alabama, number one in both. Clemson and Ohio State, flip-flop. Washington, number four in both. There's not even a fucking committee. I'm convinced they're just doing the BCS. <laughs> But again, this is all just smoke and mirrors. They have all these people that come. Condoleezza Rice was on the committee and everybody's like, how does she know what the hell? Why is Condoleezza Rice on this committee? And it's like, because all they're doing is they're putting in the BCS formula and we're too dumb to be like, oh, okay. Yeah, the committee making moves. I test. Of course, that's why they moved up. No, it's just the BCS formula. But again, uh, they're like their margin of errors to be able to say, well, we can have a Clemson at three because they're still in. Right. Whereas can, yeah. like in years past, it, it would be, there would be a, uproar i would and i would be pissed it would be like they would be like yeah this is why we need playoffs because you can't keep clemson out at undefeated but uh, you can't make a right. really good argument against ohio state or lsu not <laughs> so i mean that's why we have the playoffs for anybody who's like the bcs because they got it right yeah except for the fact that you know we all argue that clemson is probably going to win their game and they would be not playing if it was the the bcs well and that's the thing so, so i guess the the complaint shouldn't have been, hey, we need some new system. It should have just been, keep the same way you're picking them and just give us four, six, eight teams, whatever. Just don't don't let it just be the top two. And I think we would have all been fine with that because I don't I don't think anybody was ever clamoring. None of us were ever clamoring. No, everybody was pissed playoff. at the BCS because well, they didn't like that the AP poll had a vote and a, a weigh-in well, I mean, and the coaches poll I, had something to okay, do with it. For me personally, I was pissed at the BCS – not because of the way that teams were picked. I was pissed at the BCS because it was automatically one and two. And that just, it was whatever regardless. I was like, if they had said, hey, we're keeping the BCS, but we're going to take the top four ranked teams and they're going to do a right. playoff, perfectly fine with that. Like that, I mean, if that's essentially all well, we ever got and the committee is just smoking That's mirrors, what they did. That's, <laughs> I'm perfectly fine with I'm that. I'm convinced. All of those shots of the, the all the, like the folders. Yeah, and the, yeah, good for them. It's all BS. All they do is they come in and they're like, Probably is. It's did the somebody run the numbers this week? Uh, all right, cool. Can we just have our cigars and Justifying brandy? their payroll. <laughs> Condoleezza, did you bring the cigars this time? <laughs> Somebody go ahead and hit the button and run that. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, let's let's do Degenerate Dartboard of Doom here. Uh, let's go ahead and, and get into that if I can find the the song here. There it is. Ah. Joe's watching, by the way. Shout out, Joe, for tuning in. What's up, Joe? <laughs> uh, this past week, we did not have a good week. The show went one for two. Joe with the only win 
picking the Niners straight up over the Saints. You know what? If there was only going to be one win, I'm okay with that. You one. get the dub. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I'm okay with that one. <laughs> I will take that throw for the team. Uh, but you lost, uh, as you mentioned earlier. You Stupid had Ohio State. Uh, Ohio State covering a 16 and a half point spread, and they did not. And I had the Browns covering an eight and a half point spread, and the Bengals boned me real good, as they have all season. <laughs> the Browns kicked a field goal with about a minute to go to go up 11, and I was like, "Cool." I feel good about this. Minute to go, Andy Dalton's going to come in, throw an interception, game's going to be over, I'm not going to have to throw. They go right down the field and kick a field goal with 12 seconds kick to go in the game. a meaningless field goal. Yep. A totally meaningless field 12 goal. 12 seconds to go. The Bengals haven't converted an onside kick since like 2002 or something crazy like that. Like it's been, <laughs> they don't ever get an onside kick and they kick that field goal just to cover the spread, just to go. Now the conspiracy is, do you think any of them had money on the game? Do you think Zach Taylor was like, Taylor gotta did. cover the spread, Zach, baby? Zach Taylor did. He was like, get down the field, kick that field. Because <laughs> that's such a strange thing to do. You don't, you don't go for the, the, the touchdown? It's also strange because uh, before that, it was like second down or something, and there was a penalty on the Browns that would have made it like second and 15, and he declined it to keep it at third and three or something crazy like that. They ended up getting the stop, and the Browns were able to kick the field goal. And I'm like, why don't push him back? Like, it would have taken him out of field goal range. What are we doing here? Zach Taylor, was, he's, he's pulling that dude from the Cardinals. I was just going to say, <laughs> he, he put down his uh, application, professional football coach. <laughs> just like the dude, professional football player. Uh, but, yeah, so we got two losses. We'll throw next week for those. Uh, last, last show of the year next week, right? Yeah, our last show of the year, and this is the last, well, I guess this is second to last week, because we'll, I guess we'll have some bowl games thrown in there uh, for this next week, but the only college game this week was Army-Navy, which is which rough. is in there, but uh, the rest is all NFL. That's so definitely not one I want to get. I don't want that Army-Navy game. Eh, Navy's going to cover that, though. I mean, D- not unless it's a crazy spread, because Navy should have a pretty big spread on that. I think what it's was like 13 spread? and a half, I think. Oh, that's a lot. I got the Falcons... Getting 11 points against the Niners. Niners. <laughs> um, I'm tempted to take the Niners, but I'm going to throw it back. If I get it again, I'll be all right with it. But I, <laughs> I think they cover that, right? That's a, that seems like a smart bet. You know how it is, though. I mean, I should, whatever. They, they hold their destiny. And then this will be one that they barely eke out. You got you got the Army-Navy game, didn't you? Oh, you got the I Bengals got game? The dog shit bowl. Oh, the, the Dolphins and the Giants? Giants versus the Dolphins. <laughs> Dolphins getting three and a half points. Is Eli playing in this one? I think so. That was like they haven't officially announced it, but yeah, Daniel Jones is supposed to miss another game. So, all right, I'll go ahead and take the, uh, I'll take the Giants to cover the three and a half point spread. God, stupid. That's yeah, so Matt says the Kyle Kyle Shanahan revenge game, which is why I I was tempted to take that one. Well, the the only thing about that is he's not necessarily. I mean. He needs to get revenge on the haters that said that he's really. Like he's not getting revenge on his own the the team he coached. Like, right, I mean. right, right. So like I, I've understood the narrative about like Kyle Shanahan just been on this revenge tour because he has been against you know the Browns and the 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 Washington team. But this one's Can just I get a, that one back. It. No, <sighs> no, you're mad. Stupid. Fine. Whatever. Okay, and me being all steadfast and saying no, you cannot. Guaranteed that. Niners will not now they'll now lose, not cover the spread lose. and you'll get this you'll get the uh, the Giants that's that's how this will go. All right, I'm gonna let you pick. Go ahead, you just pick. Oh, okay, just pick. Okay, yeah, cool. Go ahead. You're like it doesn't matter. I don't matter. care. You're gonna lose. <laughs> I was gonna say you suck. Just pick whatever. 
you can't, you can't the, hide the Texans it. Titans, which I, I, I discovered in this one that the Titans are eight and five. And I was, was going like, to say, I think how did that a, happen? That's a battle for the division yeah, lead. They're both eight and five, and I thought, <laughs> when did the Titans win eight games? Where where was I for the Titans winning eight games? Uh, the Texans are getting three in that, but ugh, that's one of those ones. I'll I'll I'd take if it again. You get it, yeah. yeah, I was going to say I'll take it again if I get it, but I. <laughs> Mm, all right, let's see who Scott comes up with. This is one you have to take now. You cannot throw this one back. Army Navy? Nope. Texans Titans. Nice. Yeah, the universe <laughs> that's, wants that's, you to that's take that. Two game. weeks in a row now that I've gotten the same exact one. Uh, so the Titan or the Texans are getting three points. I, I mean, I'll take the three points with the Texans. Like you're okay. So I'm you're going. Thinking. I'm going to Sean Watson on the week that Clemson is gonna. You know. Well, I mean, they don't play that game until the 28th, but. <laughs> The week that Clemson is, the, the week's leading up to, I'm going with the Clemson alum to make sure that they cover that three-point spread. Uh, all right, so to recap, uh, I am taking the Giants minus three-and-a-half over Miami. Scott is going to take the three points uh, that the Texans are getting. Uh, also, Matt called you an idiot and <laughs> had the Giants to cover. I totally would have taken the, the, the Dolphins at home on that money line. Makes me feel really good, then. <laughs> Makes me feel real good about my pick. Then again, I, if I'm saying it, then you should definitely... Definitely go opposite, so you probably I feel really good about it. <laughs> Dude, Eli's got something to prove. Eli's trying to make the Hall of Fame, baby. Well, and that's what Francisco said. He said it's a swan song game. <laughs> I picked him up in fantasy this week to try to keep myself out of the ACT, so I kind of hope he does too. <laughs> I need vintage Eli where he just randomly has one of those three touchdown games. <laughs> Uh, this has been Degenerate Dartboard of Doom, brought to you by my bookie. Look, everybody, you need to place bets. You need to uh, be sure not to listen to Scott. Go Absolutely. to my bookie and use the promo code Twelve Ounce Sports. That's one two O Z Sports. You're gonna get a hundred percent deposit bonus up to a thousand dollars. Be sure to tune in to all of the gambling shows right here on Twelve Ounce Sports Radio. Put that knowledge to practice on my bookie. Make sure to use the pro- promo code Twelve Ounce Sports to get your bonus. That's one two O Z Sports. You can find their banners and links on every page of the station site at www.120zsportsradio.com. I'm going to start my own website called notmybookie.com <laughs> and just make picks and just tell everybody to pick the opposite of them. <laughs> like, this is going to be notmybookie.com. You want the you want the picks only in reverse. <laughs> You want to know who to pick? Just go against whatever I said. <laughs> we should just do like a gambling show where it's like, all right, Scott, who's who's it going to be this week? And then it, the, a voice cuts in. It's like, don't pick that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Uh, let's talk this uh, this baseball free agency craziness. After last year where the biggest free agents just sat there forever until midway through spring training, all of a sudden people start getting signed and, and deals start coming through. Uh, instead, this year we're seeing the big names coming off the board early <laughs> and often. You want to know what's funny about this? So last year it was bats. You mm-hmm. had Bryce Harper and Manny Machado, and everybody says that if you're going to invest in free agency, that bats are the smart way to go. It's it's fool's gold to go after pitchers and spend money on pitchers because they break down. Yep. They're going to be awful towards the end of those contracts. And I mean, yeah, you know, people argue bats too because these super deals for all these big name guys. But that if you're going to go in, the smart money is to bet on a bat because they age better than pitchers. And they sat there until February and March <laughs> last year. Meanwhile, these pitchers are signed before Christmas. Like, what What bizarro free agency in, world do we live in? crazy numbers, too. Not even Insane just like... Insane numbers. Numbers that if they had been given to the hitters, you're like, 
uh, okay, they're, they're crazy, but whatever, they're hitters. And you're looking at them like, nine-year deals for a pitcher? 35 mil per? Yeah. What? Insane. It's 32 insane mil per? Uh, you had something, you retweeted something on Twitter that I think is is my favorite thing, and I really oh, hope okay. Well, you know, it's funny. It was the first thing I thought when I, because I went to bed and Garrett Cole was still a free agent. When I woke up a few hours later, <laughs> the way my phone notifications work, I see that he signed with someone. Like, that was the top notification, oh, yeah, yeah. and I couldn't see it. And so I'm like, oh, my God, who did he sign with? Oh, my God, come I don't want to Atlanta, do this. Come on, Atlanta. Like, no, no, not even Atlanta. I knew Atlanta had no chance. It was, like, come on, L.A., come on, L.A. <laughs> Dodgers or Angels, I don't care. One of them, come on, L.A., open it up. No whammies, no whammies. Oh, no, New York. <laughs> and he's dead to me. <laughs> my next immediate thought was, cool. Well, I hope he succumbs to the New York pressure like everybody who shows up there. And by mid-May, June, somewhere around there, He's struggling and getting booed and just pitching awful, and they totally regret everything about it. And then somebody tweeted that out. It's <laughs> like, yep. I mean, do you think he's worth that that type of money? Like three hundred twenty-four I mean, million dollars in a, in a vacuum? Is he worth it? Sure, he's the best pitcher in the game. Is anybody worth thirty-five million dollars? Who that? Who's that close to thirty? And for a nine-year deal? No, that's the crazy. The, the dude's gonna be thirty eight when that contract's up. I and I mean Garrett Cole. How much of it's guaranteed? Is it all guaranteed? Yeah, it's oh, Major League Baseball. That's, that's what we that's talked all, about. Yeah, every every a, cent is guaranteed point. today. If Garrett Cole gets in a car accident tomorrow <laughs> and his pitching arm like gets taken off, he's still getting three hundred. Now the Yankees would have insurance on it, obviously. Right, right. But I mean, he still gets every single dime of that. Good lord, you're twenty nine years old. And, and, you that, just and that's get... the thing, though. Like, as much as I like Garrett Cole, I mean, I liked him back when he was at UCLA. I thought, oh, he'd be really good. But then, you know, he got drafted by the Pirates, and he was just okay. Yeah, like he was, he was fine, but he was nothing spectacular. Right. He, wasn't he wasn't the he best wasn't pitcher the in baseball. Right. Yeah, and you know, I'm pretty sure that the Pirates, had he ever been what he was with Houston, would have never traded him away, or would have at least gotten much, much more than they did. Right. You know, he goes to Houston, and all of a sudden flips the switch and becomes unhittable. And I mean, yeah, he's great. But at 29 for a pitcher, like, I mean, I can't see more than two more, three more years where you're like, oh, well, oh he's dominance. one of the top yeah. two, three pitchers in the game before you start to see that, like, decline. And, I mean, and that's being generous. I mean, and again, you never know how a guy's going to perform in New York. That's, like, that's always got to be a factor. Right. Like, because right. some guys go there and thrive and are great and other guys struggle. I mean... You know, and then there's, you know, guys that are, it's like CC Sabathia. He's somewhere in the middle because he had moments where he was really good, but he was never as good as he was, like, when he was really dominant. And, I mean, I'm sure they'd say they got their money's worth, but, you know, he wasn't, like, unhittable. He wasn't, like, great. And he no. Had, and, he he had, and he had periods of where it was just like, oh, yeah, he's no, not that great. And it was like, oh, he's playing in New York. It was periods of, good Lord, CC Sabathia. <laughs> What do you do? Like, yeah. hit the gym, bro. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, luckily, I don't think you have to worry about Garrett Cole, like, not being no. overweight. Garrett Cole's <laughs> not going to be a CC Sabathia style. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, just in general, I mean, that is, oof. like, it, it almost feels like you're paying $324 million for this year. And hoping well, to God and, that you, like, you're pushing all the chips in the middle they of, are, right? to win with the World Series. With that lineup, and then with Cole as your ace, they... Well, but, I mean, I know that they made the... Hey, ALCS two years in a row and lost to Houston, who, okay, had Garrett Cole. But, I mean, 
they were, you know, I, I don't know. I and mean, also I still, the, I still don't think that their pitching staff is like that great. No, the, like Cole is, Cole is definitely. Right. They, they've been missing right. an ace for a while. Like, like nobody's any, like you know they've had Tanaka and he's been fine, but they haven't. You know, they've had guys, you know, Severino and other guys who it's like, well, you know, to a certain degree they're really good, but nobody that you ever really feared. No, right. no, you know, it's not like during the late 90s and early 2000s where they trotted out five number ones and it was just like, cool, pick your poison. Right. It's been, oh, they've got a bunch of number twos and threes and I mean, that's good enough because you've got a guy, a bunch of guys that are just going to bash a bunch of home runs. But then in the playoffs, they kind of fell short. So it's like, I, you know, I don't know if this still even gets them over that hump. Like, like so, but you're paying all that money for it. So like anything short of two or three rings, it's like it's a big disappointment, right? Especially with that lineup, like with that murderer's row, basically, of that lineup right. and then the addition of Cole and the, the money that he's bringing, uh, you better. You better bring those rings back. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, pressure's on. They, they're, they've been through the, the 10-year drought. They're struggling as a fan base and a franchise. So, you know, they had to go do something crazy to end the the drought of World <laughs> Series championships, a whole decade that they went without winning one. Oh, it's been so rough. God, their so, fans I mean, I, are insufferable. Well, they are, and so is the organization. Because, I mean, right. obviously the organization felt the same way, where it's just like, right. all right, well, screw this whole building from within and, you know, going with prospects. We're... We're going back to our old ways. Just <laughs> mercs for hire, baby. And so, I, you know, I'm hoping against all hope that it doesn't work, like always. But Meanwhile, Strasburg gets his deal to go back, back to, to Washington. Yeah, which, uh, you know, whatever. Good for you, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, you know, they won the, they won the title. DC is one of those teams where they're not worried about the fact that they hadn't won one forever. Now they've won one, and I feel like DC fans are going to be content with whatever happens yep, for like make, the next 20 cool. years. Yeah, we got Strasburg, great. We're happy. It's Although all I did see some DC fans on Twitter earlier like, oh, man, we really got to bring back Rendon, and we got to do good. And I'm just like, you guys are worried about going back-to-back? I can guarantee you right now, today, no matter what they do the rest of the offseason, Nationals are not winning at all next year. Wow. Wow. All right, everybody. There's well, absolutely zero chance that the Nationals, who kept falling short for all those years, are now going to win back-to-back World Series titles. Fired up on the hot take barbecue, although, although everybody. Remind him, <laughs> play that again when it's Nationals, Yankees in the World Series, and I'm like, oh, dear God, I need the Nationals to go back-to-back. <laughs> hot take barbecue. Uh, the Nationals will not go back-to-back. How hot of a take is that <laughs> on a scale from freezer meat to well done? It's probably like a three. I mean, it, it's a think about safe it. take is what it yeah, is. Yeah, I was just going to say, I mean, think about it. It's like baseball. <laughs> it's so impossible to go back to back for the most part. Like, and the again, the Nationals, a team not known for winning. It's like, it's not really going out on a huge limb in December. Matt Barr says, as someone that lives in D.C., I can tell you the fans are not happy with the team. They're never happy. That's why they don't deserve to win. That's <laughs> fair. We're going to throw that one on the hot take barbecue. Nationals fans do not deserve to win. How hot of a take? Is that? <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't know too many Nationals fans, but they do seem kind of whiny for a franchise that hadn't won anything before this year. And yeah, to see the tweets today where, like, I swear, if the Braves win more and more in the offseason, if they have a bunch of things that they've got to, you know, resign, guys are free agents, all that, I'm like, I don't care 
like I don't like it'll be like this five year grace period of whatever happens happens before I like start to care again. If the Reds win one, I'm never caring again. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's just like I, don't, like, I can't believe ecstatic. how insufferable some fan bases are. Where it's like, oh wait, you finally got one, and you're still worried about the next year. Like as a Nats fan, you're really concerned in December about, ah oh, man, we still got moves to make because you know next year we you know got to get back there. It's like. I mean, yeah, in a perfect world, you win every year, but come on, man. Pat said your takes freezer meat. <laughs> Pat's coming with the hot takes today. <laughs> he's got that skyline in his belly, man. He's feeling, uh, he's feeling fired up. Uh, let's talk some college basketball real quick because we are uh, getting low on time here. Uh, this season has been absolutely insane with top teams just taking tumbles to unranked teams. Nothing as big as what happened earlier in the year when Evansville, Evansville beat UK and uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin beat Duke. Like, right. Those were two big upsets in November last month. Those are March-level upsets where it's like, right, where oh it was my like God, bracket busters. One. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but this week, you know, we move into December. We still have some unranked teams taking down some top teams. Uh, Chris Max, Louisville Cardinals lose to 6-3 and three Texas Tech last night. You hate oh, to see it. Man, you <laughs> Dude, no joke. I can show you the tweet last night. Boyle texted me. He was like, ah, Louisville losing to an unranked team. You hate to see it. <laughs> the first thing I thought about was Lou the dog. Oh, well, it's a rough night for Lou. He's awful quiet on the chatterbox. They well, didn't just get to, to number one and then boom, right down. Uh, but right behind them was Maryland, number four Maryland, losing to Penn State last night. Uh, Penn State fans rushed the court after that, which... I mean, no, it's you roll your eyes, but you're a college kid, dude. I, no, if you're no, a college no, kid, know, you can rush I the court. It, but it's just, it's, it's like you're still a Big Ten team. Like, come on, man. And they're eight and two. It's not like yeah. Penn State is garbage. They're hey, like, I mean, come right on, you're, you're unranked, <laughs> but and in Maryland, I mean, like, uh, so they're four, but like, uh, it's still Maryland. Maryland's one of those teams that. Every year you get somewhere and you're like, well, where are they? Because they somehow managed to upset a few teams, but they're never really a threat right. to win at all. It's like, like, oh, dude, Maryland is a – oh, they're out? They're, they're out? The, Sweet yeah. 16? Okay, cool, 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 They're cool, the cool. team that always screws up your bracket. <laughs> they're the, it's like, on paper, Maryland should win it all. And then they're out in the Sweet 16. You're like, okay, cool. Well, I had them in the national championship or I had them winning it, but – Yeah. So, they're... I mean, it's not – I don't know that that's a rush to the core, but whatever. But those are two, uh, so two big upsets. Uh, and here's what I'm thinking. So I, I teased this a little bit at the beginning of the show. Uh, a couple years ago, college basketball season was crazy, where as soon as somebody would get to number one, they'd lose and they'd fall right back down. Uh, and it was just like, who's up next to lose? Who's up next to lose? And it wasn't necessarily this level of upsets, but it was the number was one team two was years losing. Ago? Yeah, two years ago. Yeah, I was going to say, I remember that. It was, and nobody want, you didn't want to be number yeah, one. And we were so pumped because we were like, dude, this March Madness is going to be nuts. And then it was the same And then it always. goes chalk. It just, <laughs> like, the bracket goes chalk. And that's what I feel like we're setting ourselves up for this year. Like, everybody's super pumped that all these crazy upsets are happening. And man, college basketball's got a lot of parody and nobody's really that great. And it's anybody's tournament. It's going to end up being Duke versus Michigan State, the national title game, and like the final four. After is barely be, aging out UK in the. <laughs> right, it, Final Four is going to be like Duke, UK, uh, <laughs> Michigan State, and, and uh, Louisville. Carolina. Yeah, like, yeah. It's going to like we're just going to see a chalk uh, March Madness again, and I'm just going to be so pissed off. And all of this season, all of these these dramatics that are happening are all for nothing. Like that's the the cynicist in me is just like this is all bullshit. It's true. None though. of this matters. It's true. <laughs> uh, one more basketball story. 
Uh, did you see – this is an NBA story. Did you see Trey Young last night? I did. <laughs> Atlanta play in Miami. Talk about you hate to see it. <laughs> you do hate to see it. Uh, there was like, what, a minute to go? They were up by six or something like that. And Trey Young was heard saying, it's <laughs> Francisco over. He thinks that Scott Van Pelt is the only Maryland fan. He's the most vocal Maryland fan. He's the only Maryland fan I know. Okay, that's, the, that's the only thing I can safely say. Like, I've never met another Maryland fan. I've never met Scott Van Pelt. But he's the only one that I know who, like, is vocal about it. I didn't realize Pat chiming in, too, saying DePaul beat Tech. I didn't know that. I missed that, too. <laughs> so DePaul beats Tech, and then Tech beats Louisville, and Louisville's going to be in the final back to, four. <laughs> back to that just real quick for a disappointment. You know what it sets me up for? I, this is what it sets me up for. Not the overall, oh, well, the tournament's not going to be chalk. It's, so, man, this this is the year. Like, Xavier's going to have that shot, man. Like, yeah. anybody, if anybody can win it, like, and they've got a pretty good team, they're going to roll it. Yeah, they're finally going to make that Final Four, and they won't. Like, nope. that's, that's nope. where my, yep. like, setup for disappointment is. I'm thinking, ah, oh, if, if anybody can eat it, beat anybody, then this is, this, this is what we need. I think that's what we said two years ago. It I'm was, sure that's and exactly then they lost said. in the Sweet 16. <laughs> They and they had the a better 16. team then than yeah. they do now. So <laughs> they made it to the Sweet Sixteen. We're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so Trey Young last night learned don't call game until it's game because Atlanta proceeded to then lose to Jimmy Butler and the Heat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Matt Barr's wife is a UMD grad. Huh, so there's that. Oh, all right. Well, there you go. Uh, Pat Des Wells was on Maryland for a bit. Yes, I, I do remember that. Um Unceremoniously. Yeah, I mean, he, he... We talked about that last week off the show. We did. Like yeah. in between shows. Where it was like... <laughs> that came up. Yeah, you how handled, crappy that, was. handled that very yeah, poorly, poorly, Xavier. Um, anyway, though, Trey Young, calling game, and then losing. <laughs> it's, that's a rookie mistake from a second-year guy. <laughs> well, it's the NBA. He's still considered a rookie, right? Isn't that how it goes? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if he was hurt for even one game last year, he's still a rookie. <laughs> Where does he line up on the rookie sophomores game in the All Star game this year? We don't know. I want to do one more thing before we uh, we move into the the finale of the show here. Uh, but this week the World Challenge is happening in Australia. Team USA versus the Team World. Uh, it's actually a teed off tonight. I think five thirty two. Tiger was teeing off with his foursome. Uh, it's a big deal. Team Australia or the the international team has been talking smack. They're like, we want the Australian fans to be rowdy. Well, they better not clap for Tiger Woods. They better not clap for the U.S. team. It, be, it better be a hostile environment. Team USA should absolutely destroy the international team. And Tiger is locked in, bro. If Joe was here, he'd be all pumped up about this because on the flight to Australia, 26-hour flight, the second half, Tiger Woods in the plane was like, the bar is shut down. No more drinking on this flight, and we're going dry the rest of this week. <laughs> Tiger Woods is calling it where everybody wow. has to they have to focus in. No drinking, no partying in Australia. He was like, we'll do our partying on Sunday after we win. That's serious, Tiger. <laughs> it's like the first time he's ever gotten serious about an international competition ever. It's probably because um, there's no Waffle Houses in Australia that I know of. So No he, Perkins? Yeah, probably no Perkins, mm. uh, so he really doesn't have a reason. But also, Tiger Woods, when it comes to like the Ryder Cup, and he shits the bed. That's what I'm saying. Crazy. Like, that, like, that's like what I said. I'm like, is this the first time he's ever taken an international competition? Like, seriously? But this got me thinking, like, how much partying goes on during these PGA Tour events during the year? I like, know, though, but if you think about a 26-hour flight, probably a lot. <laughs> like, I mean, if, if you're a professional athlete on a 26-hour <laughs> flight, 
and you golf. Like, I mean, what else are you going to do? Right. Well, that's what, like, I remember last year, one of, some dude was like, yeah, I don't take these tournaments seriously unless it's a major. And everybody was all up in arms about it. Clearly nobody does. Everybody's just out boozing and then they're hitting their 745 tee off time and <laughs> all hung over as shit. Just no wonder why John Daly was lasted on the tour as long as he did because he could handle his booze. He could wake up in the morning and be like, you guys want to keep drinking? They're like, God damn, John, like. We were out well, all night. And what's his name? Who who's the dude uh that got busted for coke a few years back? Oh yeah, uh uh who was it? Was Johnson? it Justin? Uh yeah, Dustin Johnson. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, Gretzky's, yeah, yeah, Gretzky's. Gretzky's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gretzky's daughter's husband or main squeeze or whatever they were whatever, at the time. Yeah, yeah I just remember it was like I remember him doing bumps of coke. <laughs> Sorry, man, I bet I bet he could hold it and be like, nah, Tiger. We got this. We're good. You're right. Bar shut down, but this ain't. <laughs> uh, tune in to see how that one turns out because that, that I do love when it's match play, U.S. versus international competition. It sure, does sure. tend to get way more rowdy and way I more love, fun to watch. I love me some international play in anything. Uh, Robert Taylor wants to know if he missed the F the Pats segment. Uh, tune in to Craft Brew Sports Cincinnati style on Friday. I'm sure there will be a lot of yes. F the Pats and that whole fiasco of them. But generally, F the Pats. Yeah, F the Pats. Definitely right. F the Pats. So they got, like, <laughs> it, it's now back page news that they cheated because they've done it so many times. Right. It's like, it's... oh, they cheated again? Cool. <laughs> yeah, that's totally... Will the NFL look the other way again? Probably. <laughs> I think we're missing. Where's uh, where's our music here? Oh, there it is. All right. Uh, let's get into Last Call. Last Call, of course, brought to you by Tavor. Uh, if you want to fill up your beer fridge, go hit up Tavor. Download the app. Use the code 258023 on the payments and credit screen. You're going to get $10 off your second order after placing that first order. Go hit them up. Uh, fantastic company. They supply just about all of the beer here on the show, uh, so be sure to hit them up. And last call also brought to you by More Labs. Drink one bottle of morning recovery while you're partying and bounce back quickly in the next morning. Guaranteed. Go to morelabs.com and use the code SPORTS at checkout for 20% off your non-subscription purchase. Shout out to More Labs for supplying the morning recovery for Drew's bachelor party this weekend. Mm. Um, How'd that go? uh, We started drinking at 2 at 8 o'clock after the Crosstown shootout. Uh, There was Xavier kids that were buying us shots because we were the old guys in the bar. (laughs) They they were buying us shots of cheap vodka. We walked in and they had dollar natty light uh, on sale. So we were like, "Uh, give us 10. And the guy pulled out a box of natty light. And we were like, how many are in there right now? And he was like, well, I don't know, maybe 20. Put down a 20. We're like, we'll take the box. (laughs) (laughs) So we're walking around with just cases of Natty Light, handing them out to kids at the bar. They're buying us shots. I threw up on the sidewalk outside of Monty's at 8 (laughs) p.m., I called it Monty's. This is a lateral now. But yeah, I threw up. It uh, changed names? Yeah. It's I now, missed that. It's now called the lateral. I threw up outside. Uh, I grabbed a morning recovery, took an Uber, went home, and went to sleep before my kids were in bed. <laughs> I missed that part of the story when you told me in the text. You didn't tell me that the kids weren't in bed yet. I that stumbled, is a winning night. stumbled in the door, and my three-year-old was like, Dada! And I was like, I'm going to bed. <laughs> So shout out to Morning Recovery. <laughs> oh my God. Matt wants to know at $1 Natty Light, is this heaven? 
right? <laughs> I, I don't know if it ends up with you going to bed before your children, whether or not it's heaven, but it, it's somewhere we near also, heaven? The, heaven adjacent? The maybe? first spot we were at, uh, Folding Warehouse, which was a super fun time, they had a mystery beer machine. It was a vending machine, and you told them $2, $3, $4, or $5, oh, and, and didn't they just went beer? over and hit the button That's for whatever cool. you paid for. It was a lot of MGD in there. Uh, there really? was some like, PBR. Was, yeah. I mean, we didn't go for any $5 brews. We went straight $3. We were like, middle of the road, let's hit yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And That's it was a good like, uh, yeah, a lot of MGDs. Huh. Not not as good as tonight's beer, which is DDH Little Brother, brought to you uh, by Tavor. Brewmaster Jack, Northampton, Massachusetts, 8.5% ABV beer. It's so good. That's good. This goes down so smooth. Good mouthfeel. Fantastic brew. I love like it. All the pillows. Joe's going to be really upset that he missed this one. Cause yeah. Although I will say, after the first few drinks, um, lost I lost track of the uh, the actual flavors. It's all just IPA. Yeah, I was going to say, after that, it like... tasted like just a really smooth IPA. I mean, which isn't, which isn't a bad thing, but right. it was only those first few drinks where I was like, oh, yeah, I can identify the sweetness and the grapefruit and all that. And then it's just like, oh, just bitter IPA. And like, uh, <laughs> I mean, it, it tastes like a, um, not quite a... Uh, milkshake ipa there's not that cream no it's but not it, as yeah, yeah it's not as but it's it's got a, a smoothness there that a, uh, a lot of ipas don't have so it's it's cut a little bit but solid definitely though. definitely a good one definitely a very solid beer if you see ddh little brother from brewmaster jack be sure to pick this up uh that has been last call brought to you by tavor and more labs hit them up and uh, use our codes so that you can help the show out as well scott while i go and vote on the uh <laughs> on the Jesus poll Christ, man. <laughs> Just to remind everybody what the poll was. Is that what we're doing? Yeah, but do it real slow like. Uh, <laughs> Nick Cannon, his career has been mostly a disaster. Um, very few highlights, lots of low lights. But this week he decided to pick and make one of the lowest lights of his career going after Eminem. But uh, that led us to some discussion where we were like, wait a minute, though. Even though it's still Nick Cannon, like, what what do you guys think about uh, a, lo- a little bit of drumline action? Because Drumline is probably the only thing he's noted for. Now, you like, wanted to read a comment uh, that we got And that's on this what I one. was trying to get to. Because <laughs> uh, uh, I believe it's on my post. So that's why I oh, got to. So you got to find I it. Guess, no, no, no. I just got to go to my actual page um, and vamp a little bit like you do. <laughs> there it is. Uh, so, friend of the show, Tara Smith. <laughs> Made probably the comment of the night as far as this the, this goes. She says, Drumline is obviously the greatest single drumline movie in existence, which there's no arguing that because it's like the only drumline movie in the history of existence. <laughs> she goes on to say, though, uh, was drumline accurate in its portrayals of historically black universities and their varied and ma- multifaceted cultures? No. Was the acting amazing and the characters super believable? No. Were the characters at least likable and the plot sustaining? Also, no. Was it a black ass movie with stepping drum beats and a black cast? Yes. I rest my case. Which I read this to Mike prior to the show and we had a good laugh about it. It is very hilarious. And he asked me, would that change my opinion of this and change my vote? And I got to say, yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like yeah. As long as we can establish that everything about it is horrible, but oh yeah, it's got it's black so and all black bad. cast and it's like all this so other stuff. Bad. Like, it's good. Yes, yeah. I also. Voted then it's yes. like 
all right, fine. I'll take it. Like, I'll go ahead and switch my vote to hell yes. Like, go ahead. Uh, so if you uh, go I did. ahead. I just and, went ahead and switched it. All right. And if you look at across wow. and this is, Twitter wow. and across Twitter and Facebook, it's an overwhelming majority. Uh, between the two, it's about 66% said drumline, hell yes. <laughs> Which is really Boom. surprising. I thought that it would be like overwhelming no. I thought it would be like you and I Joe. I thought for sure I was losing this one. But everybody is on board with Drumline and I love you all for that it. That is funny. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you can't argue, argue with that logic of why it's a good, like why it's a yes. If you can accept that it's just a bad movie uh, that is also fun to watch, then yes, you can totally get behind it. Our outro music isn't working. I don't know what's happening here with the soundboard. We need Joe. That's what we need. We need Joe here. I feel like the outro music, I had to go back to the intro music. It's fine. It's kind of the same music. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Cracking beers to end the show. It's cool. Yeah, it's it's close enough. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Hopefully Joe's back next week for the last show of the year uh, because we are going to be shutting it down for the holidays. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Uh, be sure to follow the show at Craft B Sports. You can follow Scott at Scotty K underscore junior. Follow me at Mike Berlon. Four, uh, follow Joe at Joe Goalie 4. I added the 4 onto my name. There's no 4 on mine at Mike Berlon. Uh, hit up the drunk line whenever you want. 44037drunk. Thank you guys for tuning in. Cheers, everybody. Screw the Yankees. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.